I told you D, it was supposed to be up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, not up, down, up, down, left, left, right, right. Now we are lost and it's getting dark. I'm sorry, but I don't know how to navigate without Google Maps. And there's no signal here. What do we do? Shh! Do you hear that? you to this restricted part of the forest? We were trying to do some research for our podcast and we got lost. Can you help us please? Mm, I love podcasts. Especially the Langaspeaks podcast. Where we talk about family fate and everything in between. What's the title of yours? Banana Q Podcast. Mm, never heard of it. That sounds intriguing. Do you think you could help us? There's no Wi-Fi here so we can't upload our latest episode. Hmm, I see. So you need something from me. I may be able to help you, but in this side of the world, nothing is free. So I will open the portal that will lead you back in exchange for a fee. I'm sorry, I don't have cash. Do you accept credit card? Apple Pay? Hmm, social. No, only Bitcoin. If you're out of coin, you can perhaps tell me a story. Hmm, what kind of story? A love story? Since you are hosts of the Banana Q podcast, like you said, I demand you tell me a story about the banana. Ah, I know the story of the... Eh, 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 eh. Before you say anything else, let me first tell you... The banana story that I know and that cannot be repeated anymore. <laughs> My story is about the legend of the banana. In a small peaceful kingdom, there once lived a beautiful princess. Near the kingdom's palace was a small forest with beautiful flowers. The princess spent her time picking the most exquisite and rare ones that she could find. Although she had her own garden near the palace, the princess preferred visiting the strange forest during siesta time to take a peaceful stroll and enjoy nature. One day, while there, she met a handsome man, garbed in princely clothes. She fell in love at first sight. He introduced himself, saying, I am Prince Agin, and I live in the nearby kingdom. May I know your name? The princess gave her sweetest smile and replied, I am Maria, a princess of this kingdom. Where is your kingdom actually? I don't think I've ever heard of you before. The prince replied mysteriously, it is deep in the forest, like actually deep, where no one, no human can enter. A friendship immediately grew. Every day, the princess would wait for the prince in the forest, and they would spend long hours together. But always before the sunset, he would insist that he needed to leave to go back to his kingdom. 
One day, the prince confessed. Maria, I think I am in love with you. <gasps> the princess smiled and replied, I love you too. From the moment I first saw you. He cupped her face with his soft hands and she leaned into his embrace. They stayed that way for a while until he disentangled himself from her arms. It's nearly sunset. Uh, I need to leave. No, stay, she pleaded. I can't, he replied. If I don't make it back to our kingdom before dark, I, I won't be able to go home forever. I promise to come back tomorrow. So she reluctantly let him go and longingly watched his fading form against the sunset. The next day, she woke up very early so she could rush to the forest to see her beloved prince. The happiness that she felt upon seeing him was priceless. They held each other tightly and looked into each other's eyes. They talked about many things and told each other about their undying love. Time passed by so swiftly that the prince gave a start when he realized that the sun was almost gone. I, uh, I need to leave, he said in panic. No! Maria begged, stay, stay my love. This time, she tried to stop him from leaving by holding his hands firmly. He tried to let go, but her grip was surprisingly strong. As the sun dipped below the horizon, the prince vanished. All that was left were his hands that she was firmly holding. Frightened and shocked, she buried the two hands in her garden. Days passed. She waited for her prince to return. One day, she noticed a strange plant in her garden. It grew tall and bore fruits. The fruits, to her surprise, were very similar to the hands of the prince. That was when it finally dawned on her that Prince Aging was not coming back. <laughs> she later named the fruit after him, Prince Aging, or what is Tagalog for banana, the end. What a beautiful story. But I have a question. Hmm. Was it really the hands of Prince Aging that was left? Because male anatomy dictates that there's a part <laughs> of the human body that's similar to a banana, right? And it's not the hands. Hmm. Why are you contradicting? That's my version. <laughs> I think it's best not to contradict the Encanto, Ray. Exactly. You need something from me, Bitcoin people. <laughs> Yeah, so I think um, I think it's my turn. So I'm going to tell my story. It's about a banana tree. The turtle and the monkey once found a banana tree floating in a river. It was a very fine tree with large green leaves and with roots, just as if it had been pulled off by a storm. They took it ashore. Let us divide it, said a turtle, and each plant its portion. They cut it in the middle, and the monkey, as a stronger, took for himself the upper part of the tree, thinking that it would grow quicker, for it had leaves. The turtle, as the weaker, had a lower part that looked ugly, although it had roots. 
After some days, they met. Hello, Mr. Monkey, said the turtle. How are you getting on with your banana tree? Alas, answered the monkey. It has been dead a long time. And yours, Miss Turtle? Very nice indeed, with leaves and fruits. The only problem is I cannot climb up to gather them. Never mind, said the monkey. I will climb and pick them for you. Thank you, Mr. Monkey, replied the turtle gratefully. And so they walked towards the turtle's house. As soon as the monkey saw the bright yellow fruits hanging between the large green leaves, he climbed up and began plundering, munching, and gobbling as quickly as he could. But give me some too, said the turtle, seeing that the monkey did not take the slightest notice of her. Nah, rejoined the monkey, both his cheeks crammed with bananas. The turtle meditated on revenge. She went to the river, picked up some pointed snails, planted them around the banana tree, and hid herself under a coconut shell. When the monkey came down, he hurt himself and began to bleed. After a long search, he found the turtle. You wretched creature, here you are, he said. You must pay for your wickedness. You must die. But I am a generous god, so I will leave you the choice of your death. Shall I pound you in a mortar, or shall I throw you into the water? Which do you prefer? The mortar, the mortar, answered the turtle. I am so afraid of drowning. Oh ho ho ho, laughed the monkey. So you are afraid of drowning, huh? Well, guess what I'm gonna do? I will drown you! With that, he ran to the shore and threw the turtle into the water. The turtle disappeared beneath the water but soon surfaced, swimming and laughing at the deceived monkey. The end. <laughs> what is this? What is this? Trying to outdo my story. I am, I, I'm not convinced with how this unfolded, D. Why are you not convinced? What do you mean? You have to pay twice. I don't like animal cruelty in any of the story. Mine is a romantic one, and yours is full of violence. Drowning, drowning. Yeah, actually, this is already a tamed version of the, the story that was originally told by the Ilocanos, you know, so... Enough excuses! Enough excuses! It's still violent. Okay, we can have one more story. I'm sure Ray has one. Actually, you already told my story, but I can think of one. Mm. And then we'll think about if I will grant you access for the uh, portal of destiny. Ah, for sure you will. For sure you will. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a boy who goes by the name Doggy Dog. He had always been very lazy. And now that his father and mother were dead and he had no one to care for him, he lived very poorly. He had little to eat. His house was old and small and so poor that it didn't even have a floor. Still, he would rather sit all day and idle his time than to work and have more things. One day, however, when the rainy season was near at hand, Doggy Dog began thinking how cold he would be when the storm came. And he felt so sorry for himself that he decided to make a floor in his house. Wrapping some rice in a banana leaf for his dinner, he took his long knife and went to the forest to cut some bamboo. He hung the bundle of rice in a tree until he should need it. But while he was working, 
a cat came and ate it. When the hungry man came for his dinner, there was none left. Doggy Dog went back to his miserable little house, which looked forlorn to him. The next day, he went again to the forest and hung his rice in the tree, as he did before. But again, the cat came and ate it. So the man had to go home without any dinner. The third day, he took the rice. This time, he fixed a trap in the tree. And when the cat came, it was caught. Now I have you, cried the man when he found the cat. And I shall kill you for stealing my rice. Meow. Oh, do not kill me, meow, pleaded the cat. And I will be of some use to you, meow. So Doggy Dog decided to spare the cat's life. And he took it home and tied it near the door to guard his house. Sometime later, when he went to look at it, he was very much surprised to find that it had become a cock. Not a man's cock, but a rooster. <coughs> now I can go to the cockfight at Magsingal, cried the man. And he was very happy, for he had much rather to do than that work. Thinking no more of getting wood for his floor, he started out at once for Magsingal with the cock under his arm. As he was crossing a river, he met an alligator which called out to him. Where are you going, doggy dog? To the cockfight at Magsingal, replied the man as he found the stroke the rooster. Wait, and I will go with you, said the alligator, and he drew himself out of the water. The two walking along together soon entered a forest where they met a deer and it asked, Where are you going, doggy dog? To the cockfight at Magsingal, said the man. Wait, and I will go with you, said the deer, and he also joined them. By and by, they met a mound of earth that had been raised by the ants and they would have passed without noticing it had it not inquired, Where are you going, doggy dog? To the cockfight at Magsingal, said the man once more, and the mound of earth joined them. The company then hurried on and just as they were leaving the forest, they passed by a big tree in which a monkey was in. Where are you going, doggy dog? shrieked the monkey. And without waiting for an answer, he scrambled down the tree and followed them. As the party walked along, they talked together and alligator said to Doggy Dog, If any man wants to dive in the water, I can stay under longer than him. Then the deer, not to be outdone, said, If a man wants to run, I can run faster. The mound of earth, anxious to show his strength, said, If a man wants to wrestle, I can beat him. And the monkey said, Hoo hoo ha ha, if any man wants to climb, I can go higher. They reached Magsingal in a good time and the people were ready for the fight to begin. When Doggy Dog put his rooster, which had been a cat, into the pit, it killed the other cock at once, for it used its claw like a cat. Meow, meow. The people brought more roosters and wagered much money, but Doggy Dog's cock killed all the others until there was none left in Magsingal, and Doggy Dog won so much money. <coughs> then they went outside the town and brought all the cocks they could find, but not one could win over that of Doggy Dog. When the cocks were all dead, the people wanted some other sport, so they brought a man who could stay underwater for a long time, and Doggy Dog made him compete with the alligator. But after a while, the man had to come up first. Then they brought a swift runner, and he raced with the deer, but the man was left far behind. Next, they looked around until they found a very large man who was willing to contend with the mound of earth, but after a hard struggle, the man was thrown. Finally, they brought a man 
who could climb higher than anyone else, but the monkey went far above him, and he had to give up. All these contests had brought so much money to Doggy Dog, and now he had to buy two horses to carry his sacks of silver. As soon as he reached home, he bought the house of a very rich man and went to live in it. And he was very happy, for he did not have to work anymore. The end. What is the banana in your story? Do you remember the dinner he prepared that was eaten by a cat? It was wrapped in banana leaf. What? That's not what I meant. You never specified how big the role of the banana had to be in the story. Yeah, aha. Uh-huh. So technically, mm-hmm. his story still fits. Mm. You have to honor your word and open the portal. Fine, fine, fine. You humans. Always a trickster. Let me be in the mood because this is a very special way to open the portal. I need all of my focus and all of my powers. Let me sing the song to open this portal. Bubuka ang bulaklak, papasok kang reyna, sasayaw ng tsa-tsa. Ang saya-saya. Boom, tiyaya. Boom, tiyaya. Boom. Yeah, yeah. God, we're back. Cuties, you won't believe what we've been through. We were in this forest and then... No, no, no. They actually heard the whole thing because I've been recording this entire time. So there's no need to tell them about it again. Oh, right. Oh, right, 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 right. That was an interesting experience. But now that we're here, I just realized something. If there was no signal in that forest, how did the Encanto listen to Langa Speaks podcast? <laughs> That's a good question, actually. But maybe whenever he opens the portal, he uses that moment to download podcasts so that once it closes, he can listen to them even if there's no Wi-Fi. Ah, I see. So he must be very selective with the podcast that he listens to. No wonder that he's chosen the Langa Speaks podcast. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's a good thing that we knew some fables and folktales. We actually learned a lot from them in school. Yeah, and did you know that the story I told was actually popularized by our Philippine national hero, Jose Rizal? Hmm, interesting. He made a publication of the story in English in the July 1889 issue of Trubner's Oriental Record in England. It is considered to be the formal beginning of Philippine children's literature. Wait, 1889? Yeah. Oh, okay. He was still clarify, alive clarify. at that point, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> but to clarify, Rizal didn't write the story himself. He just published it. The origin of the story can be traced to the Ilocano, which is linked to Indian arts. The Ilocano version of the story is a bit more gruesome and offers an explanation on why monkeys don't eat meat. Rizal's version is a bit more child-friendly, as I told the Encanto earlier. Mm. My story, The Doggy Dog, is not actually that popular. And to be honest, a more popular folktale is Juan Tamad, right? Yes. Which is John the Lazy. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the English translation. So the, the story there is John or Juan is so lazy that even picking up a fruit is, is too burdensome for him. So he just lied down under a tree to wait for the guava or any fruit to fall down so that he can eat it. Is Is this maybe... An older version of how 
Isaac Newton discovered gravity. <laughs> <laughs> Newton was Apple, right? Yes, Apple. You're right. I don't I think I've ever heard of Doggy Dog until now. Until you, mm. until you told that story. But Wantamad is more popular. And I think we also even had a movie about Wantamad before where it starred, huh? yeah, it starred Eric Kizon. But that sounds like a very short movie. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> I think they they took a lot of Wantamad stories, you know, and put it into a movie. Mm. I don't really remember the whole film, but I think I saw it because I vaguely remember a story of him and the crab wherein he was too lazy, right, to bring the crab home that he told the crabs to go home by themselves. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> And obviously, <laughs> the crabs don't know where to go. I don't actually remember if in the movie they managed to go home uh, to his home for some reason, actually. Whereas legends, there are a lot of Philippine legends as well, or alamat is the Tagalog word for it. Um, aside mm. from the legend of the banana, there's a lot of legends of the origins of fruits. <laughs> like there was mm. the legend of the pineapple or the legend of the lansones. The pineapple actually is the more popular one, I think, wherein, you know, the point is that this lazy, again, another lazy, why Why are these stories also all about lazy people? <laughs> anyway, the, the, the kid, the daughter is named mm. Pinya, which is the Tagalog word for pineapple. And then she was lazy and her mom was trying to get her to do something. Like, for example, oh, you should cook me something. And so I don't see where the stove is, for example. And then the mom <laughs> said, like, I wish you would have many eyes so that you would be able to see the things that you supposedly cannot see mm. or something. And then the child disappears. And then suddenly there's a fruit with a many eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that happened to me quite often when I was a kid. Like I would always ask, oh, where is my ID? Where is my... Like, there's always something missing. And my mom would scold me like, you, you're the only one using your ID. Like, you should know where you've put it, where it is. Uh-huh. Like, nobody else is using it. Why would it get lost? You should know where it is. So maybe be, you know, you've mentioned that a lot of our legends are based on characters that are lazy. Probably because this was created by parents to tell to their children that if you are lazy, then this will happen to you or something like that. Yeah, uh, but I mean, the ones that we told, did they actually have a moral lesson? Or what do you think? You, you're right. Like, if we compare that with other countries and western stories like fables and all that they always have a moral lesson at the end for us to learn Mm. whereas the legend of the sagging or the banana (laughs) what's the lesson there like don't force a prince that you meet (laughs) (laughs) no i think i think for me the moral lesson there is that you shouldn't be selfish in relationships i guess like if you love someone give him space or else you will lose him you know if you love something set him free if he comes back, he's yours. If he doesn't, he never was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, okay. That was very sweet and charming. And But he explained, right? The Prince Aging explained to the lady that if I don't return mm. before the sun sets, then I will never, ever get back home forever. Yeah, so that's the thing. She was being selfish, right? Yeah. Despite that, she still... Mm, yeah. Interesting. I think what's wrong with Prince Aging as well is mm. he didn't propose to the princess. <laughs> you know, this is not like a typical fairy tale wherein like they fall in love and they immediately get married, I guess. A typical relationship doesn't progress that way, right? Mm, but obviously they love each other. They want to see each other. They can't get enough of each other. That's why mm. the princess was stopping the prince to go back to his kingdom. So mm. to solve that, 
you know, just get married. <laughs> Move to another kingdom oh or maybe God. unite the two kingdoms. Um, okay, but maybe they were going to get there. It's just that the princess was too much in a hurry. So I think, hmm. yeah, maybe that's the moral lesson there. Do not be too possessive, I guess. But what about your story, Doggy Dog? What's the story there? Mm, I think the story there is um, you just need to work smart and not hard because <laughs> he was trying to use the superiority of the animals that he met uh, right, against the humans. So instead of just working hard, be smart about and using what you have. But what I don't understand from the story is how come the alligator, the, the monkey, all of the animals, they knew who Doggy Dog was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So they were calling out, hey, Doggy Dog, where are you going? <laughs> to Magsilang. Like, okay, we're going. I was like, huh? <laughs> you just met. And <laughs> I don't know. That was a little bit strange in my story. Well, it's just say. a story. I'm sure they, they, they didn't have time to include the exposition or the history. That would have been mm. a very long story if they did. Oh, the reason why the alligator knows Doggy Dog is because they were friends from elementary school or something, right? <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever I hear the word doggy dog, uh-huh. what comes to mind is the dodge coin. Yes, you know? yes. Because he's also a dog, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So doggy dog, dodge dog. It's very similar. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. But it's a very tricky lesson to be learned in the doggy dog story because it somehow is saying that he was getting rewarded for being lazy, right? At some mm. point. <laughs> Yeah. Like he didn't really do anything. <laughs> yeah, and I suppose um the monkey and the turtle. The moral lesson I guess is to know your enemy. Mm. Because the monkey didn't know that the turtle could swim, that the turtle was able to fool him. You're right. Know thine enemy. Keep your friends close, your enemies closer yeah what are we suggesting that <laughs> our, <laughs> our listeners <laughs> have enemies well they might but the point is like you know you have to know your enemy mm. not necessarily t- so that you could cause harm to the enemy but if the enemy does something against you you know how to you know fight back in a way right ah, or defend I yourself see. i think on a lighter note mm. like we always have not necessarily enemies but competition right mm. like in the office for example there's always healthy competition amongst your peers. Uh, of course, you want to develop your career. And I think there are people that you strive to to become mm. or to be better skills that you need to develop to be better. And I think if you know your competition, if you know them, what their skill sets are, then maybe outshine them or maybe try to be better at something that you will become better than that person, then I think that's the banana, or sorry, not the banana, the monkey and the turtle story uh, is helpful. Yep. Recognizing your competition, <laughs> what they're capable of. Right, exactly. And that's it for this segment, the end. And they live happily ever after. <laughs> Cutie Minute. Time for our followers. Cutie Minute. Your thoughts in our voice. Cutie Minute. Not really one minute, but we're calling it. Cutie Minute. Our first cutie is Jerick, who was our guest host for this episode. Jerick is the co-host of Langa Speaks Podcast. And they're very successful with their podcast with over, I don't know, 100 episodes. For us to maybe give plus points to Jerick and the Langa Speaks Podcast, I want to read some of the reviews from their listeners. Okay. So let me find one. Do they have 100? I think it's just 70 or something, no? Okay, 70. Sorry. <laughs> The title of the review is bite-sized, crisp, and packed with content. 
just like Pringles. Awesome show. I love the witty lines, highly contagious laughter, and the karaoke sing-along moments. Keep it up, guys. That's from Langa Speaks Japan Fan Club. Ooh. And another one is... Aliw na aliw ako sa bawat episode. Madalas nire-rewind ko pa kasi nakakahawa yung tawa nilang mag-asawa. Amazing couple talaga to. Dami kong learnings, lalo na sa pag-start ng family. Yung mga experiences nila ang kulet. <laughs> Thank you always reminding us that palangga tayo ng Diyos from Pinagpala. And last one, inspiring, funny, real talks. This was my very first inspiring podcast. Saved on my phone other than Spanish language podcast, LOL. The couple is inspiring and the contents are amazing. Did I just say they're funny too? Kind of weird walking in the streets of London laughing by myself. <laughs> Stay blessed and praying to reach more people from Gab. You see? They have very nice reviews. So mm-hmm. if you're into faith, relationships, being an OFW, please consider listening to The Langa Speaks Podcast. Available in wherever you're listening to our podcast. All right. And then our next cutie is Eric. So he actually sent an email a few months back. Mm. He said, Hello, Ray and D. I was looking for some podcasts on Filipino culture and I decided to give yours a try. I listened to a dozen of your episodes yesterday while working on some handmade Christmas gifts. I have enjoyed them thus far, so I wanted to thank you. You seem like you're really good friends and that you are enjoying making each show, which makes me enjoy them even more. I am an American and I had the opportunity to visit your home country way back in 2012. However, my wife and I are making plans to move to the Philippines in order to serve in a Christian ministry. That is why I am trying to learn more about the culture and Tagalog. So, as you consider future podcast episodes, I will be very interested in various details of culture. Thanks again and best wishes, Eric. Nice. It was really nice when we received this email. I know that our podcast is about Filipino culture, so usually you would think mm. like nobody but Filipinos would be interested in it. But so it was very heartwarming to know that there are actually foreigners, I mean, yeah. non-Filipinos who listen to our podcast as well and find it useful. So this email is actually the reason why we came up with our episode 20. What are some Pinoy hacks for foreigners in the Philippines? So after this episode came out. He emailed again saying, Hello, dear podcast friends. I was able to listen to that episode and it was very helpful. Thanks again. Maraming salamat. My wife actually listened to it before me and when she heard your reference to me, she texted me to say that I was famous. Haha. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's cute. And you know, that's, that was, that's really nice. So actually guys, if you have suggestions for episodes like Eric here, please feel free to email us or to let us know in our Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, we'll be willing to cover that topic, right? Whatever they like. You know, if it's something that we feel that uh, that we can cover properly, then we will. Yeah, but if you can volunteer to be a guest, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all yeah. the more... <laughs> exactly. If it's your field of expertise, we would love to have you guest on our show as well. So just let us know. And the next cutie is from... You know that song? (laughs) It's that semi-charmed life. Yes. Wow, very nice name. Yeah, semi-charmed kind of life. Yeah, yeah. Something something else. (laughs) Okay. Now listen when you say goodbye. That's semi-charmed life. And she says... First time listener here, I'm based here in Phoenix, been in the U.S. since 2002. 
not an OFW, but been on the workforce all my adult life. When you guys mentioned SG, it brought back memories too when I used to visit my sister there. Love the content, inspires me to start my own pod. I've never related to a podcast ever before. Wow, that's semi-charmed. Go for it. If you know, yeah. go, go create your podcast. It's it's worth it. But she had another one, right? Oh yes. And she also messaged us via is this Instagram? It was an Instagram story. So she shared our mm. episode eight. What do 90s Filipino kids remember? Yeah, and she shared it and she she posted a note. Obsessed with this new witty podcast, I have had the pleasure binging. D and Ray are two of a kind. Now I miss Singapore. Oh, uh, that's sweet. Yes, thank you do, so do, much. Do, 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 do. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> and for reminding me of that song. So our last cutie is um, from Apple Podcasts. So it's a five-star rating. Title, informative and relatable. And she said, one of the very few podcasts I listen to, it never fails to entertain and always keeps me wanting to join in the conversation with Ray and D. It really is a Filipino-flavored podcast for both the Filipinos and those who want to learn more about Filipino culture. Mm. And this is from Chichi108 from Singapore. So does that name sound familiar to you? Do you have an idea who this is? Not really. It could be your friend because I don't, I don't really know if I have a Chichi friend. I only know Chichi from Dragon Ball. <laughs> no, this is Fritchi from a table. Ah, okay. <laughs> So I actually confirmed from her, like, um, is this you? And then she said that it's her, so she confirmed ah, it. <laughs> I see, I see. But nice nickname, Chi Chi. Yes, so thank you, Pritchi, for thank not just Chi-Chi. this, but all your other um, comments on our podcast. But I wonder what the 108 stands for. <laughs> You're overthinking this again. It could be her birthday, 10-8 is, you know, mm, maybe. Or January 8, 108. Could be. Or maybe that's the room number of her bedroom. Wait, no, that doesn't make sense. Or maybe that's her address, block 108, Passeries. <laughs> That's entirely possible. Chi, 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 hear this? Can you please let us know what the 108 is for? All right. And that's it. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye.